The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison, alongside Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and Miss Christy Scales. Ladies, it is not a victory Monday, unfortunately. Uh, The Cowboys fall in Buffalo 31-10. to Ending their five-game win streak. How y'all feeling about this? Lo- I thought Jazz just played it. Dun, dun. Sorry, so, I don't know if I'm hearing things. My bad. Um, <laughs> well, sorry, y'all. Traumatized. <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, how are y'all feeling after this loss? Uh, I mean, you can we can kind of dive into um, all the details of what happened, but just how y'all feeling about this loss? Uh, I can start with you, Christy. Oh, just so disappointed, and I think that Coach McCarthy earlier uh, laid it out very well, just talking about uh, losing the tackling battle, mm-hmm. losing the big play battle, and playing poorly above the 2.3. Yes. And that uh, resulted in uh, big plays for Buffalo, mm-hmm. and not just in the air, but on the ground, when those scrums are moving 8 to 12 yards. Oh, I mean, give God. me a break. Mm-hmm. So it was very um, frustrating and disappointing to watch from the sideline. There were a lot of Cowboys fans that paid a lot of money to make mm. their way into that game, and they were full throat uh, pregame and didn't have anything to cheer about afterward, oh. uh, during the game and, and afterwards. Um, but that was uh, the locker room afterwards, and the ride home was similar to after San Francisco. Wow. Because they knew that they they got whooped, Yeah, you know, in, in all phases. Mm-hmm. And so the, the frustrating thing is it's the mistakes. It's the the penalties that are coming that uh, continued those drives uh, for Buffalo, and there were opportunities, you know, to get Buffalo off the field. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, so now they're aggressive penalties; they're not, um, you know, pre-snap. But still, it's it's just uh, very frustrating and disappointing. Um. Yeah, I think what's frustrating about it is that the downfalls that created the loss are downfalls that have come to haunt them once again. And they're the same issues we're talking about once again. And this goes back to even last year during the playoffs. And so I think that's what's so frustrating is that they're repetitive issues that continue to just plague this team and show them at their worst. Uh, the run defense, mm-hmm. a big topic that we'll talk about during this, uh, this, this episode. Uh, penalties, Christy, to your point. The Cowboys were fourth most, uh, had the fourth most amount of penalties last season when everything came down. They lead the league right now in penalties. And Mm -hmm. that's been a continuous topic of conversation that is beating a dead horse at this point. But every single long penalty, three specifically, um, extended the Bills' drives and they capitalized on them Mm -hmm. and put them in a deficit early. There was really no coming back from that. And to me, it's frustrating because this team is better than that. You've mm-hmm. seen this team be better than that. And at this point, the road losses and not being able to win on the road, it's ironic that they lose on the road because now you're talking about playoff seating, how it impacts you. Guess what you're probably going to have to do? Play Damn on the road. road. <laughs> and so I, it's just so frustrating. Um 
to have the same conversations come up over and over again. Um, and even more frustrating because guess what was not a factor in that first half like we thought? Weather. Weather. So mm -hmm. there was no excuse to not at least have a productive first half. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Yeah, Go no. ahead. Your turn. I um. Well, first I, I want to say I think as a as an analyst it's okay to admit like when you were wrong and i felt like there were several things in my analysis from last week that i i didn't see this coming and they didn't seem like again like i think the bills have started to run the ball effectively as of late yeah and they and their offensive line has they've had the same starters mm -hmm. all season long yes. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the way that they just won the line of scrimmage in this game is something that I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Cowboys' uh, defensive and offensive line um, not win in this way before. And um, to Mike McCarthy's point, he mentioned finishing and, and not playing um, well above the 2.3. Yo, there was just, I'm telling you right now, I wrote it down. And I been, went back and watched the game. I knew from the first drive mm -hmm. when they pushed the James. Yeah. When I mm -hmm. saw that. Like, uh-oh. <laughs> Absolutely. I had the same feeling. I'm mm -hmm. like, here. Yeah. And the, the crowd's going crazy. It right. energized the home crowd. And you're and, and all these uh, Cowboy uh, fans behind the bench that were holding the here we go mm -hmm. signs, handmade <laughs> signs, I was thinking, here we go, yeah. but not in a good way. Yeah. It just, when I saw that. I was like, oh, man, they mm -hmm. legs not under them today. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I immediately got worried. If you just look at the different possessions, Dallas didn't even get inside the Buffalo territory only one time. That was until under three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Man, yo, they played keep away I mean, so good. They really so did. good. Because when Horrible. you think about this, cow, and if yeah. you can play it that well, you're going to play it that well. And to Jess's point, we've talked about the run defense. I personally think the run defense has taken strides in the right direction. Yeah. but. You've seen when they've played some of these these teams that can run the ball, San Fran, Arizona, Buffalo. You got Miami, Detroit coming up. No, it's 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 150 plus yards, mm -hmm. and so that's like a glaring thing. And so um, I just I, I think there's some discussions we have to have, and I'm sure we'll have them yeah. later in this this. But as far as like the overall team, I will say listening to the guys, I like that everybody took accountability. Oh yeah, because yeah. yeah. baby, yep. yeah. Every everybody was bad. Everybody was not playing up to their standard, as they say. But it was just, it was frustrating. It was disappointing, and I had my snacks uh, ready after the second quarter. I was chilling. <laughs> I was like, y'all not about to, y'all ain't about to stress me. Y'all ain't about to ruin my so, whole day. So, Nicole, this is your first year with Cowboys broadcasting. So let me ask you: <laughs> at one point in the game, whether it's San Francisco or this one, where you know it's not going the Cowboys' mm. way. Do you start feeling sorry for yourself, like, oh, it's going to be a tough week this week? In so, terms of, like, I'm not you know, lie to like with players yeah. and with, with fans, yeah. you know? Yeah, so mm -hmm. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. At the end of the first quarter is when I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, this reps. Um, and I could just tell, like, basically every possession, they just, they just didn't look like that Cowboys mm -hmm. team we've seen the past five weeks. Um, and it was just frustrating for me because I'm like, I mean, like, 
dang, this team about to be good. They about yeah, to you've be, been you know, spoiled. You've I've been, been spoiled, spoiled all year. you know, all year. Uh, <laughs> so it was disappointing for me because I'm like, dang, I really had hopes for this team to go out there. And this was a chance yeah. for them to go out there and prove and continue to prove that they can beat really good teams. And Buffalo, of course, they were 7-6 and six coming in. They looked oh, like they weren't a good team that. on paper. Yeah, uh, but they are a better. much better team um, on the field. So it, I, it was kind of disappointing for me. I mean, what point did you kind of get frustrated on the side? Oh, well, Christy? like I said that, here we go when the, <laughs> with the, when the, when the scrums kept moving. No, um, I, I thought the biggest play of the game the one that that just shifted everything shifted it it was the sam williams mm-hmm. roughing the punter because here's yeah. the thing <laughs> the collective mm, lets well, me know well, right no there. remember at that point so it's late in the first quarter yep. the cowboys are trailing <laughs> seven to nothing like so they have a chance to get them off the field mm-hmm. uh, get the ball and then yep. if they score then it's it's even or at least it's a one possession game yeah. so uh instead of getting them off the field you've given them a first down and then they, uh, just like the DeMarcus Ware penalty in the first possession, oh. extended that play. And uh, instead of settling for a field goal, Buffalo gets the touchdown on this particular one. Uh, I think that was the uh, Cooks touchdown catch early in the second quarter. That drive extended late first quarter into second quarter. It was 14 nothing, And really not a lot looking back at that point. And then just from the, I was right even along the line of scrimmage with Sam Martin, the punter mm-hmm. uh, for Buffalo, how he got that kick away, how Sam Ooh. Williams didn't get that ball. I mean, he was, I'm, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a rusher get on a punter yeah. that quickly, but the fact that he kind of jumped and angled trying to avoid contact with mm-hmm. the punter, take him out. As yeah. long as you get the ball, you can do whatever yep. you want to do to that mm-hmm. punter as long as you touch the ball. But it's like, oh man, and as soon as. It was obvious once the ball got away, I'm like, here comes the flag. And, you know, it was the right call. And um, I know that Sam John Fossil will be speaking later today. I'm sure there are coaching Mm -hmm. points, probably not leaving your feet or playing the ball and not trying to avoid it. But um, I just thought that that after that, it's like, this is not the day. Yeah. And uh, we're talking penalties. You know how I get about (laughs) this. Uh, What's really frustrating about that penalty specifically is, yes, that turned the tide. And to go back to your point, Nicole, I knew that was that was reps. And, And I hate to admit that because I was sitting there and I already started writing my story of Cowboys lose to the Bills. And I hated that because this is a team that we pride on being resilient and pride on fighting back. And they just looked like they were getting punched in the mouth so much at that point. And that was the final blow that took them out to be deflated. Mm-hmm. And and you just could see it in everybody's faces. What's frustrating about that specific penalty? I mentioned earlier, Cowboys lead the league in penalties. You look at the names of the players and, you know, just saying this is all here. If anyone wants to go look at this so far, uh, Tyler Smith has nine penalties. Um, this season leads the team and, key, and then key, second key, key holding penalty yesterday well, but second is sam williams yeah. with seven mm-hmm. and what's frustrating for me uh, about that penalty specifically is sam has an opportunity to do something so special on special mm-hmm. teams and i really hope going forward he learns from that moment and we don't see that ever again because he has a very very exciting opportunity to be his size to play gunner he has to be more disciplined in those moments if he wants to continue to get those opportunities. Yeah, well, he's he 
you know, makes a lot on defense too. I mean, yeah. in terms yeah. of proportion of his his yeah. number of snaps and the number of yeah. penalties, it's it's not proportionate. And so he's just so talented. And but it usually is those kinds. It's not necessarily the pre-snap. It's the aggressive. Yeah. Uh, penalties but it's um, we love a, we love the aggression but yes. you have to walk mm-hmm. the tight line of being smart and disciplined and knowing when to do it and the jump just i yeah. cannot believe I what i was watching everybody. yeah because yeah. it was it was just not necessary but that penalty to go back to both y'all's points yes that was the nail in the coffin for me too was watching that so if you're oh my if you're mike mccarthy how do you i mean we've seen this team bounce back um, like he mentioned, so he has a lot of confidence in the way that they will respond. But losing a game like this at this point of the season, if you're Mike McCarthy, I mean, what do you tell your guys? Well, um, I wrote this down listening to his presser yesterday, and um, it was just the vibe that I got. I mean, respectfully, my background has taught me to read between the lines, and so I do. And so I was listening to him. And listening to his presser yesterday, it really gave, it gave, it gave, um, it's not, it's not you, it's me. Mm-hmm. And, and it, I mean, obviously we've heard that in yeah. a relationship term, but the way that he was talking about. I've heard that, yep. Oh my God. Have mercy, yes. have mercy on <laughs> our souls. I had to lighten up the mood a little bit. That's a different show. Yo, after hours. Hey, we are we are sponsored by Jigsaw, so listen. True. But no, we've heard that. We love a good dating app. And oh when you say when you say when when I say that, I mean he has I heard him say it even in his presser today. He's not trying to take away from anything that they did because right. Joe Brady schemed it up. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. give those guys a they, lot of they, credit. Yep. Absolutely. They came out with a great game plan and they executed it to the fullest. But when you talk about not finishing above the the 2.3, not being able to sustain drives, the penalties, things of that nature, not hitting on the big plays when they were there, that could have helped you out because that's what I knew. That Brandon Cooks? Yeah. I was like, oh, that that was was your shot. Mm -hmm. That was a big shot to get them out of that shell Mm -hmm. or to have them at least second guess it. I was like, okay, their game plan is working. Are we, I don't know if we have a counter for this and what's going to happen at that point. So for me, I feel like what you tell, what he's been telling us since last night is we didn't play to our standard because we've seen mm-hmm. this team yeah. play well. Yeah. But I will say that there are some conversations that need to be had about some of this, this, this run defense in general because mm-hmm. it's showing up mm-hmm. in these big games with these big these teams that can run the ball effectively. Because not that many teams have chosen to just run the ball mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, this team chose to run the ball like that, and they that. weren't going to stop. And you, you, but you never gave them a reason to mm-hmm. either. Exactly. Yeah. So this was a collective loss. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I do think you got to what Michael say, and yeah, we're gonna get copyrighted. Uh-huh. In the man in the mirror, that oh, yeah. somebody has to glance at themselves. <laughs> you know, before I knew what you're doing, I thought you were talking about Mike McCarthy. I was like, why are you calling him Michael? Oh no, I got it. The goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got it. Have we ever seen Michael Jackson and Mike McCarthy? Had we ever seen him in the room at the same time? Look, it could be. It could. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> I don't ever want to see Mike moonwalking. I don't. Either. But I no, like I could. think I think we do. There are some. There are some 
there's some conversations to be had and some reevaluations. And even though it's this late in the season, I don't care. Yep. This mm. this can't happen again. This has happened to yeah. you too many times. Yeah. The, you you yeah. thought you learned your lesson after San Francisco and. Then, again, to Jesse's point, talking about the same thing. What do you think of uh, Mike saying that he thought that uh, the loss at Buffalo was not an effort issue but a finish issue? I agree. (sighs) Finishing blocks, finishing finishing tackles, tackles. ceiling, containing the edge. I'm telling you right now. Going back and watching that tape hurt me because it is about finish. It was a lot of it was about finishing plays, mm-hmm. and I, I just him saying it that way. I I, I get it. I get it. But I they, think that go. But I think it goes hand in hand with effort, right? Uh, in my opinion, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it goes hand in hand with effort semantics. because yep. it, 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 that's just me. So I think it's I'm kind right of right there with you. Both. I think you have to put an effort to finish something, Hello. and I think at some point they stop putting in the effort yep. that they knew they needed to put in. Yep. Hey, I'm not saying right away. Yeah, I'm not saying right away. Careful with. Well, but I don't think I'm not. Be. I'm not saying right away because they came out of the gates and you could see the fight, and mm-hmm. you could see the fight in everybody, and there was bright moments, and then it was just after a while, it was you come the out F- of halftime, mm-hmm. and there wasn't the adjustments needed. There wasn't the effort put in. There that wasn't you a needed. sense of urgency. Right, and and I'm not saying there was no effort they yeah. went out there they didn't try i'm saying there wasn't enough effort mm-hmm. to actually be able to finish at yeah. some point and they were getting punched in the mouth and look this is a fourth quarter team the cowboys statistically come back in the fourth quarter and i think they're a team that if they're trailing they can come back they mm-hmm. always are in the game i don't count them out at any point but we all just talked about it at the end of the first quarter we were like oh <laughs> i think this is pretty much done that's very uncharacteristic because yeah. there wasn't the normal fight that they have in them. They're mm-hmm. sitting there. We, we talked about this being a team that bullies the bully back, and they weren't doing that. So I, I don't think there was enough effort when it needed to be had where they had a chance to pull themselves out and get back in the game. Well, I think there is a such thing as reckless effort. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, I don't know if – I don't even know if reckless is the word that I'm looking for, but – there, when you watch the game, there are times that there's effort being shown, but you're not playing your assignment. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Is, but you're not playing yeah. your role. You're right. not filling your effort gap. in the wrong spots. You're not. You're not setting the edge. So you're not, yeah. So to mm-hmm. your point, I think coaches look at effort differently because yes. you've been yeah. coached to play a certain way, or to fill that's or fair. to or to fill your role. Yeah. And your effort is going other places. Well, and that's or the thing. When you're falling things. behind, you're trying to do what you can do to get yeah. everything yeah. back in it. And yeah. that's when you lose discipline, the gap yeah. integrity or things like that, because you're trying to do more than what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of I've got to make a play. I've got to make a play. No, you do your role and you count on the other guys yeah. to make the play. Yeah, yeah. I also think so- there is something to be said about the fact that your your game plan it it, it, it didn't it, it initially was a surprise. It didn't initially work. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's. It, that's why I said this is every. It's on everybody. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because so. I do think you're. You got to I'm telling you because mm-hmm. at some point in time, you came yep. out there offensively. You tried to do some things. Okay, it didn't work at first. But you did see some some something. They got some things going on in the run yeah. game, right? Mm-hmm. You got the penalty mm-hmm. that shut your things down or whatever. Okay, but you're figuring some things out mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Defensively, when that thing, listen, when that thing got bad, it just got bad because there's just not much you can do at that point. Yeah. And I was just wondering, 
I was just wondering what the guys were thinking and just how they felt because it's yeah. deflating when you're yeah. it, it when you're getting driven on like that. Yeah. I'm telling you, and I yeah. looked at this this Bills offensive line. They have gone power in spots in games. I've, they have not gone power like that in a game. It's it's a lot of horizontal stuff and then bouncing to the edge. But to just run up the A gap the way they did and to seal off the edge the way they did and like you said, it's the not finishing tackles. It's the it's the guys falling off of tackles mm. and and the angles and stuff. Yo, it's hard. I know it's hard to keep playing football when you feel like that. But at the same time, I was just looking for somebody to step up or just somebody to step in and it just never happened there was one thing that they did and uh, they did it just a a small handful of times but generally with your five offensive linemen and you bring in an extra offensive lineman to be you know an almost like an extra tight end you usually see that on like short yardage and stuff it's usually but for this one they did it a couple times when they were throwing the the ball and it was over on Micah's Mm. side so Micah was not having to defeat just the right tackle and a tight end he was having to defeat two offensive linemen it was really interesting fantastically schemed they did they're fighting for a playoff spot Yeah. yeah they're fighting to keep their season alive and we talk about this all the time like Teams take the Cowboys so serious as a way to, one, get your motivation back, boost your morale in the building. Two, they are fighting for their lives right now in Buffalo. And I love that McCarthy pointed this out, saying, you know, when we lost Layton and we lost key guys in our scheme, it takes you a couple of weeks to kind of get your feet back uh, and get your balance back Mm -hmm. with how things are readjusted without them. And Buffalo just went through that. He said, and now you're seeing them kind of readjusted into having those key losses and playing without them. So I thought that was important to note today, too. All right, we're going to dive more into this game coming up right after the break. Your Lodging Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sorry, I was eating a cookie. (laughs) Tis the season for youth football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance to learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash camps and you might get to see 
someone you know there on Friday for sure yeah <laughs> yeah Saturday we'll be flying to uh, Miami because with the uh, Christmas Eve game in Miami mm -hmm. on Sunday nothing says Yuletide cheer like South Beach so you, you know can't, can't wait Christmas is this weekend yeah yeah Christmas Eve is uh -huh. what, Saturday or Sunday uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve is, is Christmas on Eve Sunday. Is, is Sunday. We, Christmas so Day the is Cowboys Monday. Play, yeah, Christmas Day oh, is Christmas Monday, Eve. so uh, Cowboys play at Miami yeah. Christmas on Eve. Christmas Eve afternoon. So mm -hmm. get your shopping hey. done, because uh, if you <laughs> use Amazon Prime, uh, like I did this morning, panic shopping, yeah. realizing how close Christmas was, you're running I, out of time to get it here on time. I need some ideas for my dad for Christmas, y'all. I honestly can't believe that it's already Christmas. Time DallasCowboys.com, click Pro Shop. Yeah. And everything will come up. Or you can go to the one over here. Or, or just walk outside, <laughs> and turn daddy. left, and walk 30 yards, and you're right there. Dad, yeah. if you're watching this, that's not what I'm doing. <laughs> My daddy wants some Bears gear. But anyway. Well, that's a longer walk I to know. Chicago. Yeah, you might have to walk for a minute. <laughs> All right, ladies, uh, tis the season for Christmas Eve. Tis the season, hopefully, for a Cowboys win on a Sunday. But for now, they need it. Hope so. They need it. Uh, let's go ahead and recap this game against Buffalo. Let's talk about this defense. Um, <laughs> Y'all hit it on the nail about this run defense um, and the way that they struggled. James Cook, 179 of the 266 rushing yards from this Buffalo yeah. Bills team. Uh what what went wrong? Hey, well, made, he, <laughs> what, he, he looks like happened, an all-pro against the Cowboy uh, defense. I think the thing is the 12 missed tackles have been cited by Dan mm -hmm. Quinn and mm -hmm. by Mike McCarthy uh, today. So losing the um, uh, battle, one of the three areas that Mike McCarthy talked about was uh, the tackles. And... Uh, Big 12 plays, to yeah. broke yeah broken tackles uh 12 that buffalo had the cowboys offense only broke six tackles mm -hmm. and that is not representative of what has happened this year for the cowboys so far the cowboys are plus 90 yep. their differential mm -hmm. uh, with opponents uh for the year so it was uh, an uncharacteristic <clears throat> game for the cowboys but uh aisha mentioned something uh before the break and that had to do with uh the edge and perimeter i think that um when you say, "Oh, well, the Cowboys were without Jonathan Hankins," and so Mozzie Smith had to chip, uh, had to step in as a starter for Hankins. You had Carl Davis, who was uh, elevated from the practice squad, so th uh, those two guys got a lot more reps, and certainly Mozzie with his first NFL career start. But it wasn't just up the middle; it was stuff around the perimeter. Mm, yes. So, so you can't just point your finger at defensive tackle and say, "This is it." This was a um, as Mike. McCarthy said today there were no game balls to spread around to anybody this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you look at what James Cook was doing, and he's just such a slippery runner. Nobody could tackle him. And 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 I think when you go back and you've watched the last couple of weeks when he's been finding his groove, you notice that about him. That's his run style. He's a very fast, physical, slippery runner. And it, it is uncharacteristic. We just talked about earlier last week how this Cowboys defense prides themselves on being able to tackle and tackle well, but that yak yardage came back it to really haunt them in this game. James was pushing for everything, everything and more. And um, no, I, I mean, yeah, the run defense is concerning, um, especially when you're talking about we don't know a timeline on Jonathan Hankins yet. But like you said, Christy, it's not just – that absence that you can really blame for this. I think uh, something that was brought up today in the press conference was the being not being stacked enough in the box with the linebackers, kind of the size differential there mm -hmm. uh, that's lacking with the linebackers. And if that's a concern, if that's kind of 
a reason you can dwindle it down to. But also, Aisha, you talked about this uh, last week, the safeties. I, I think the safeties were struggling a little bit in this game, and uh, it, it was one of those games that I wanted to see more fight. Uh, obviously, they were without Malik Hooker, so that adds a little bit more of a, a mix into things as well because I think people forget he was out. And um, it, it's just... I want to see I want to see more fight overall from yeah. this team to fight the run defense and mm-hmm. finally put that discussion to bed. Just one thing about Malik Hooker. Let me just uh, take you to early in pregame. Uh, generally, we when you take the first bus with the team, you get there about three and a half hours to the stadium uh, for the away games. And so um, usually, like Tyron Smith is out on the field early. It used to be yeah. Zeke out there doing that. Well, anyway, it was different yesterday because Malik Hooker was out there just in sweats and uh, tennis shoes. And he was uh, accompanied by, like, Al Harris, his position coach, and Joe Witt, Mm. and a couple of the trainers. And he's out there just trying to do some, basically, agility drills. And you could see that when he would go to cut, there appeared to me to be discomfort. I was close enough to watch, but I I wasn't listening in. I had headphones on. But, um, you know, he... The thing with Malik was he missed practice last Wednesday and Thursday and then was limited on Friday. So technically he was uh, not technically, but officially listed as questionable coming into the game. But I think that they were really hopeful that he would be able to play. But when he wasn't able to do that kind of lateral movement Mm -hmm. comfortably in the pregame is when. Uh, they obviously made him inactive. And, of course, Wanye Thomas started in his spot. Yeah, was it because so it wasn't because he was sick? Well, I mean, it was was my observation. My observation is he was trying to move on the field Mm. early. This is before everybody gets out there and starts their Mm -hmm. light jogging and stuff like that. Or even before Brandon Aubrey, the kicker, goes out there and does his visualization techniques. This was right when we arrived um, at the stadium. He was one, you know, out there and Mm. just trying to get a feel of whether. how that ankle was doing no thanks for that um back to james cook uh (laughs) y'all um i listen rewatching the game and just seeing some of the stuff that they did uh defensively i will say i do think you miss hankins uh you miss hankins for various reasons you are 100 percent correct about the edges and them not setting the edge or containing and and getting pinned inside Mm -hmm. But I will say that one thing about Hankins is his ability to two-gap successfully and give those guys time um, to get there and to sometimes drive some of those guys out to the edge and uh, funnel them to the edges. It's not something to snuff at. So I do think you do miss him. But to your point, um, Buffalo did a lot of pinning and pulling. Mm -hmm. There are times that I just watched James Cook be so patient and just wait for our guys to get mm-hmm. up field and be overly aggressive and, and shoot the wrong gap. And he was just like, oh. Yeah. It literally was like <laughs> X-Men when they have Quicksilver do the slow motion <laughs> thing. And he's like, oh, give me this. Oh, cool. I, I'll see you. Like, it was – and, and I'm not I'm – I'm laughing because I was so frustrated. But the That's patience, analogy, the patience that he used as he just watched our guys sometimes yeah. run past him or overshoot him, mm-hmm. the way he was jumping, he he literally jumped into gaps so well. His feet, his footwork was impeccable. Um, I, credit to Joe Brady again because he found favorable matchups. The touchdown on Damone Clark Man. getting him caught in yeah. coverage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Joe Brady. 
Yeah. No, he was. I wasn't. A, <laughs> I wasn't aware of your game. <laughs> well, this, this was like, only his fourth game. I mean, as, as I, and again, I've, I've heard great Buffalo. things about him. He but went to LSU. LSU, LSU won yes. a national champion. Yes. yes, heard great things about him. But this was just a, a clinic. This wasn't because be, uh, don't get it twisted. It wasn't just. It wasn't just effort. It wasn't just any of that. A lot of it was. I don't know if this is. <laughs> Him finding finding favorable matchups across the defensive line and taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. And so, listen, your linebackers, they did all that they could, but baby, their smallest offensive lineman is 350 pounds. Mm -hmm. He's the only one that's light in the ass. Everybody else is way bigger than your DTs. Mm -hmm. And so there's not much your linebackers can do when they're getting washed out of plays, driven down the field yeah. 10 yards on with guards yeah, yeah, and tackles. Your, your D-line was out of position so many times I, I, could, I, I couldn't count anymore. And so for me, everybody needs to play their assignment, play their role, and help your teammate out, bro. One of the, uh, I believe it was one of the guards that drove Damone downfield oh, 10 yards, yeah. and I was like... He couldn't even do nothing. He about couldn't it. do anything. So when yeah. you are facing a team that's obviously have you outmatched with size, um, how do you even go about handling that? Because they haven't seen the Cowboys haven't seen a team that's just outplayed them like that, other than San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Well, you got to tackle as far as been bigger than them. They handled. Now, don't get me wrong. Like there were several times in this game where there, there were some three and outs. Like mm-hmm. they handled things pretty well, but it was you're not. Um, you're not winning on first down against them either. It was yeah. they just they just did whatever they wanted to do. I mean, the quarterback had seven completions, but the, their offense was seventy six percent rushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what do you what do you do at that point? But complimentary football yeah. is a real thing, and the offense didn't help them out either. Offense had them on the yeah. field a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. offense had them out there. They were gassed. There was opportunities for the offense to be able to continue to drive the field, and we're gonna get on them yeah. later. Mm-hmm. So. This was that's why it's a collective loss because and teams yeah and, and teams special with teams the, yeah. the blocked and, punt. yeah absolutely uh, you put your, sorry the roughing the punter yeah because you yeah. put your yeah. defense right back out there after mm-hmm. they got a three and out so I as far as some of their penalties go like the J Ron curse thing and the and the untimely very untimely yeah. but at this I understood what Mike McCarthy was saying that he was saying there's a he's that you have to find the balance of aggressiveness mm-hmm. because looking yep. at those plays. Those aren't penalties. Mm-hmm. However, they're penalties. Yeah. And it's just like, it, yeah. it was just, I know it was just very deflating for them to not be able to get off the field at any point in time in point times. And, and that's just, cause it's, it was the story. Of the you day. also look at the time of possession. I mean, defense was worn. They were they out were there worn. so much. Uh, Buffalo won that one 35 <clears throat> minutes and five seconds. That's Dallas 24 talk. minutes mm-hmm. and 55 seconds. So, yeah, at that point, defense was worn. Offense, you're going to get it, too. You know what, you know what you makes too. me so sad is, so obviously we'll, we'll talk about the linebackers a little bit more throughout the week, but Damone Clark was flying all over the place, and he was the one guy that was like, man, he's trying until the very end until he just can't anymore. And yes, there was a si- size uh, difference there that was not working in his favor, but we're talking about effort earlier. And he was the one guy on defense that I was like, I can consistently see you trying to make an effort here. And it's just, it's so frustrating because what's the answer with that? How do you stack the box more when you're looking at such a thin linebacker room right now? I I mean, really going forward, what is your answer for that? And I think that's what I'm going to be most interested in seeing how they respond to stacking that box a little bit more. I think that was nerve. 
Mm. Because one thing of that's Josh Allen is a threat <laughs> down no, the field. It, it is, he yeah. played a fantastic game. Josh oh, yeah. Allen. Oh, he has to do much. Did you he did you hear his fantastic great fantastic game? Did, did you hear his great quote after the game? I didn't know y'all. I only, forgot I was on only, camera. Only fifteen <laughs> pass attempts. Like tearing his cookie up. Yeah, the, those. By the way, the thing with the cookies. These are cookies from the uh, Cowboy on. Charter that bring in on Monday. Wait but anyway, um, so after the game. Josh Allen only 15 pass attempts, only only up. seven completions, <laughs> Fantastic. and they were kind of joking. It's like, man, they didn't have to do your usual thing. And he says, uh, uh, "I feel like the kid who didn't do anything yeah. in the class project, but <laughs> still got an A." You make me sick. And it's like sick. that. I I used that for my thing for the Dallas Morning News today, SportsDay.com, because I thought that perfectly encapsulated. Uh, yeah. Buffalo's uh, offense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was all yep. not a team project. <laughs> all right ladies we're gonna go ahead and take our second break you're watching girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys <laughs> at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger that's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper because it's personality that matters the most not looks join jigsaw dating today Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, The family holiday photo with Santa at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at the at his Cowboys-themed cottage at the Star District through December 24th. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa for more information. It's very cute if you haven't seen it yet. All right. Yeah. Mm. Well, now we got to switch gears to talk about this offense, y'all. Um, only 5 of 13 on third downs. Of course, you talked about the time of possession. Uh, they did not win that battle either. Rushing yards, only 89 on the ground. Total first downs, 14. That is a huge problem. Um, where, where do you feel the biggest area of uh, concern was on Sunday? You can choose whichever position group. I was going to say offensive line because everything starts in the trenches. But you can go ahead if you want. Yeah, the <laughs> offensive line. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, obviously I did feel like when Zach Martin went out, T.J. Bass stepped in and he did what he could, you know, to fill in. But once Zach Martin went out, it just 
Mm-hmm. Felt worse. Um, uh, Buffalo has the ability to roll different guys out. They have a lot of different gentlemen they roll out, but their blitz packages were so effective in this game. And um, I, you also just also have to give credit to their secondary as well. Uh, wasn't a bunch of separation there with this uh, with with the receivers at times. But I, I, one of the only bright spots of this game is that I think Tony Pollard mm. is. Oh yeah. yeah. Listen, 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 listen. He played some big runs. I yeah. wish there were. I wish they would have been able to stick to the run because obviously when you're getting when you're down by two scores, you can't. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard looks like he. Yeah. He's he's about that action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, price spot. But as far as the offensive line goes, it just wasn't. It just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Like that. Like they were getting pushed. Your quarterback took so much punishment yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was scared. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't again. It was some of the stuff was he was he was getting out and he was running or whatever. They was catching him sliding, but it was just a constant pressure he was mm-hmm. under. And they put this this shell. They like to play a lot of too high shell. When they take when you they don't a team like this the way that they play defense. This is how the 49ers play it too. They don't give you a lot of opportunities to take big shots, mm. but when those opportunities are there, you have to, um, you have to nail them. You have to take advantage of those situations. And the Cowboys just never took. They couldn't take advantage in the run game. They could take advantage in the deep shot. Yeah. So yeah, I'm playing forward. I'm jumping everything. Yeah. It's it's they didn't. The Cowboys' offense didn't do anything long enough or sustain drives long enough to make the Bills' defense have to change what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so they did it all day. Mm-hmm. They came downhill. They didn't give up anything horizontal. They tackled well, and yeah, yeah. It yeah. was it was ugly. The jumping routes. I'm glad you mentioned that because there are some days where the team, you know, the team that has the swagger and that's feeling it. And that was the Bills' defense, and particularly their secondary, because they want when the ball was out, they were the ones that were acting like it was theirs. And there were too many times where, like, a Brandon Cooks is having to. I'm not talking about the shock play in the first Mm. drive, but I'm talking about where he's knocking the ball away to keep it from being uh, intercepted. And so that's something that Cowboys fans are used to seeing from the Cowboys' secondary this year. Mm -hmm. Instead, it was uh, Buffalo yesterday. But I agree completely completely with Aisha in terms of uh, the inability to sustain drives. Yeah, and the pressure on Dak Prescott once Mm -hmm. again, and we talked about this earlier this season, which was uh, an area of concern. I mean, three sacks, let's see, four, six, seven, eight quarterback hits in this game. You cannot expect your quarterback to do much when that much pressure is just constantly coming at him. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And then... You know, the run game, this is it's so frustrating because you saw this run game start to have a heartbeat in the last couple of weeks, specifically with Rico and Tony. I thought uh, against the Eagles, they did a a fantastic job of distributing the ball enough between both of them to allow the run game to get its feet ready for this week. And another downfall. Yes, you weren't able to really utilize the run game because you're getting behind on first down. You're making third and long situations where you can't really have a significant run game at that point. So not winning in first and second downs, creating third and long situations, and then you can't even rely on the run game at that point. So you can't be consistent with it at that point. Uh, But then your receiving game as well, I mean, 
Dak can't do much when he has a defender yeah. in his face. And, and they know you have to pass. And yeah. you have to pass. And the longest pass in this game, 16 yards yeah. to CeeDee Lamb. It was a pretty I mean, post, too. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, and it's just you couldn't do much with <laughs> With everything, I think, trickling back to the offensive line. And, yes, Zach Martin was out. And uh, we did hear from Coach McCarthy today saying that uh, he's hopeful for his availability on Sunday. Um, We'll see what happens. But, I I mean, I think credit to TJ Bass for stepping in like he did. He, before the game, had taken 196 snaps uh, prior. And he only had started one game. Um, And and I think he stepped in pretty seamlessly with – what they were going against, but uh, it, it is still very concerning because you talk about the continuity that this offensive line has been building in the last few weeks, and then you kind of just take a few steps back when you don't have your starters in anymore. And Zach Martin, yeah. Zach Martin, uh, and, and I think everything you need to know about Zach Martin goes back to his play, protecting his quarterback, uh, and reminding people, hey, mm-hmm. you don't touch my quarterback. I don't care if I get penalized for it. Penalize me. Yeah. You're not touching my quarterback. And um, as the penalty queen on this i didn't mind that penalty it was the only penalty i didn't mind that one it was the only penalty <laughs> that the bills had called against them yeah mm-hmm. and it was and offset it was it was, it was offset it was offset by zach talk about playing clean football they really yeah. did they played clean football and that was a word that mike mccarthy used um when he was talking about this game and how they wanted to go out there and play mm-hmm. yeah um I'm just uh, I'm I'm really curious of what happens from here. Yeah, what happens? From cool here. little stat uh, for you, kind of piggybacking off of what Jess said. Mm-hmm. Dak was only able to complete one of his six attempts of ten plus air yards. That was for the sixteen yards. Um, but they entered that game leading the league mm-hmm. um, in big plays, and that's something that McCarthy talked about in the presser. They were eighty-seven plus eighty-seven in big play differential. So, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, that's something that they can. Um, starts, of course, it starts with the offensive line, but hopefully, that's something that they can uh, fix heading into Miami. Um, but if y'all have to choose one thing, just one, that you want to be addressed for this week, what would it be? Just one thing. Tackling. Okay. Um, run defense. Zone beaters. Ooh, like that mm, one. That's, that's a good one. one. That's a good one. Might as well work them. People are going to try yeah. to do this again yeah. and again and again. Yeah, and, and, again, that, and, again. and that was uh, one of the themes last night in the locker room is, you know, other teams are going to watch. We're going to see this until we take care of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. What Boys. about you? Yeah. I was going to say run defense, but but did you say that yeah. one already? I mean, we can emphasize it. It was yeah. obviously mm-hmm. an issue. I wanna, I mean, I'll try another one. Um <laughs> I want to see fight. I want to see that fight back in this team. Um, and that's something that was asked to Mike McCarthy. Do you feel like you guys are a team that um, can only play when you're ahead? Um, and I don't think they are. I think they're a team that can fight um, and play well throughout all four quarters. But I didn't see that on Sunday. I want to see that um, heading into Miami and these other games because it's not going to get any easier. Oh, oh my gosh. Nicole's <laughs> starting to like the team, guys. <laughs> I it's the Christmas spirit. You are your emotion. You're just that. Fight. Y'all are oh. sick. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh <laughs> All right. I'm going to wrap this show. Y'all, we're wrapping up here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll see y'all tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?